lots of things are better together. Hockey, food, golf, filling out mock drafts leading up to the actual draft in April, filling out March Madness brackets that are going to be dumpster fires within the first weekend of the tournament here. But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Whether you're hosting game day or movie night, DiGiorno knows that planning a wash party on a budget isn't easy. You need the perfect setting, the perfect squad, and the perfect eats. Luckily, you're a game time mastermind, and you know that grabbing DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza can bring home a dub because it's packed with half a pound of cheese, sauce, and other toppings and comes at an incredible price. Make the game-winning call and grab a DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza from the grocery store today. It's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans, after all, it's only pressure, you got this, Adidas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly, it's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. You're listening to DraftKings Network. The drama surrounding where Jim Harbaugh will be coaching next season continues as he has officially interviewed with the Chargers and now the Falcons. However, it is being reported in his negotiations with the Wolverines. Harbaugh wants some interesting termination clauses here, Gojo. So he's looking for language in his contract that would make him immune from being fired for anything that could pop up here in the multiple NCAA investigations that are happening in the program. In addition, he's looking to delay the start date for a new contract to have a lower buyout for NFL teams to sign him away. So what do you think? Grant him immunity? Or is he maybe using these NFL interviews as some leverage to get a deal done with Michigan? I I think there's a little bit of leverage both ways, but it is definitely Jim Harbaugh, as dad always says, swinging the hammer because this report is designed in my mind, dad, to make Jim Harbaugh look like he's asking for too much. If you're Michigan bracing for the impact that potentially comes with him leaving for the NFL, I look at all of this and despite, you know, my personal feelings about Michigan, not as a broadcaster and an analyst, but as a former player and a fan of Notre Dame, I look at this situation and I love it for Jim Harbaugh. The same school that made this guy take a pay cut after the 2020 season and publicly dragged him the way that went, now asking for the world on the other side of a national championship is the exact kind of thing we could all only hope for ourselves at any point in our lives. And so I say grab that net, catch that beautiful butterfly, brother. And by the way, if you're Michigan, anyone say no to that if he would actually come back? Anyone actually saying no to that? Like, yeah, he wants a three-person arbitration team to basically hear the potential termination with cause hearing if that were to be a route they go with the potential NCAA sanctions coming down. And if I'm Michigan, I'm looking at that going, all right, so, like, if they're going to get us, they're going to get us. 
How would you say no to that? Again, it's it's where you see when something happens to a coach, they can be fired for cause, which means they don't get any more of their contract money. Harbaugh is trying to have that taken out to say where the AD cannot fire him for cause. And to, to, to go to what Mike said, it would go to a three-person arbitration hearing, whether they could do that. He's trying to keep the buyout low until February 15th. Casey goes to the NFL. The buyout doesn't cost him uh, as much. We're talking about a pittance of money, two, two five to one point five or four million possibly. I'm not worried about. You know, I don't think anybody's worried about that amount. But yeah, Michigan, listen, you get what you get right now, right? You were the ones that pay cut this guy. He took the pay cut, and now he won your national championship going undefeated. Smart move when he didn't sign the extension. So you are basically at his mercy uh, on what he wants if you're willing to go that high. Uh, So he holds all the cards. He swings a big hammer. And you're right, Mike, anybody out there, anybody out there in any job out there would love to have the leverage that Harbaugh has because you use it. That's what you do because it gets used against you. No matter how you feel, you have a great relationship with management, your friends, you hang out, you have drinks. When it comes to money and negotiation, all that is out the window. Right, all that is out the window. Oh and yeah, it is like about all the business. Michigan man stuff didn't save him when they came to him and said, <clears throat> yep. "Hey, you're going to take less money if you want to stick around here yep. after a wonky pandemic season." It didn't help him back then, so it shouldn't save them now. Yeah, I'm, I mean, they've offered him what a deal that's that's worth about eleven and a half million dollars a year. I think a six year deal, and in all honesty, he should swing for more than that. Why not? I mean, why, why not? Uh, you know, I hate those tenure contacts, but contracts, but that's what he should be trying for. Is that if he's going to stay there, you know, the big long contract for more guaranteed money. We'll see. I I do think he's going to end up with the Chargers. I think he's going to make between fifteen and twenty million dollars uh, a year with them. And I think they're because he made so much of, of a deal, Mike, about being able to sit at the big table with his brother and with his father. I think there is something to him that that in his mind says, I won a national championship. Now I want to be a, win a Super Bowl and be that coach that could do both. Because, you know, coaches talk about it's all about the team. It's all about the team. And I agree with that. I know it is. But they're still human. And just like I think Belichick wants to keep coaching because he loves coaching and wants to keep coaching. But I also think the human side of him has an eye on the Don Shula record and says, you know what? If I'm going to keep coaching, I got all these wins. I want to beat that record as well. So, I mean, you're human, man. So do your thing. Yeah, and and to the point about what a commodity Jim Harbaugh is that he has to go with that, now that we've seen uh, Nick Saban retire and at this point Jimbo Fisher doesn't have a job, Jim Harbaugh is now one of, I believe, three active head coaches in college football with a national champion, or no, one of four. It's him, Mac Brown, Dabo Swinney, and then Kirby Smart at Georgia. So there are four guys right now that have won a title in college football that are still coaching and Jim Harbaugh is one of them and he did it most recently and you're going to an era where it's going to be even more accessible and the Big Ten is consolidating power and you've got his brother out here running PR for him saying his brother Jim is the best team builder in all of sports so I understand Michigan trying to potentially make it look like Jim's asking for too much but again I would ask any Michigan fan out there I I understand they're all pretty numb at this point to seeing Jim Jim Harbaugh's name as interviewed for X NFL team because this is now going to be every offseason for them and has been for yes. a while in terms of him wanting to have a toe still in the waters of that level of football but given what it nets you on the other side for however long it lasts like dad I don't know if there's 
another candidate out there for the Michigan job compelling enough and, and you know I understand Sharon Moore their offensive coordinator who took over as the interim head coach during the suspension for Jim Layden this season was a lot of people looking at him as the potential coach in waiting there a guy who acquitted himself I thought very well during that three-game suspension but if the impending NCAA sanctions proved to deterrent for Jim Harbaugh a lot of people said oh we got our answer right on staff here and that probably won't wait a ton longer since Jerome Moore seen as one of the rising right. stars in the sports I'd assume the same would be told for Jesse Minner on the defensive side of the football but even with that I still feel like most Michigan fans would say whatever Jim wants at this point yeah let's just give it to him if it means he stays and for the sake of both sides, that's one thing the person involved in this, being Jim Harbaugh, has to weigh. While, while you want what's best for you, you're also a team person and understand decisions have to be made relatively quickly, right? For both sides. The NFL team needs to know they have you as a head coach. And the college side, they need to know what route they're going to go because now you're dealing with 18-year-olds and portal guys that are saying, is Jim going to be the coach or is Jim not going to be the coach? And what direction are we going to go? So that's a big part of it as well. And I think I think Jim's in that unique position of, <coughs> excuse me, having kind of his pick, right? He can stay at Michigan where things are great, or what jobs are available. And this year, right now, there's eight available, correct? With some say maybe another one, depending on what happens with Mike McCarthy, even the, the Nick Sirianni talk, which I don't think is going to happen, but the potential for another team out there. So it's about <clears throat> Jim Harbaugh, who will, have, who will have options. Do you wait till the right option comes along? This year, again, eight teams. you got a lot of choices. Now, I'm not saying all eight teams are going after Jim Harbaugh, but if he showed interest in a certain team, I would imagine that team would have interest in him. So it's also about what's available at the time each year. And the good thing for him is he can do this each year. He can dip his toe in the water each year uh, to, to do this. So does he wait for a situation that he deems better to go to the NFL better than what many people say right now at the Chargers a non-playoff team but with a highly advanced quarterback and, and I think for Jim Harbaugh you're at the absolute height of your powers right now you're coming off a national yes. championship this roster had built towards that and while Michigan's used to turn over an NFL talent especially defensively J.J. McCarthy had just uh the other day said that he's declaring for the NFL Blake Corum's going to be at that level a few of the guys that were big uh, pieces on your offensive line as well so there's going to be differences and reasons why a team like Georgia is already the betting favorite to win the title again next year Sark is portaling his ass off right now in the wide receiver market and some of the guys that he's brought in so there's going to be competition and Jim Harbaugh right now is king of the world so you're right he is going to have his pick this offseason and Michigan is going to deal with it the same way they're used to this they're not new to this they're true to this but dad you mentioned an interesting part of all of this is the ripple effect of a lot of these coaching changes in the portal era and the uncertainty it can create I think it's a testament to Michigan the fact that they've dealt with this with Jim Harbaugh for the last few off seasons and we haven't seen a lot of roster attrition there or a lot of worry lead to players departing during these weird middle grounds in the offseason where all of a sudden you've got questions about his future there Emerson as we're seeing now the ripple effects of Saban leaving Alabama and that hiring of Kalen DeBoer there yep. uh, we saw some interesting comments come from Jed Fish's press conference 
conference as he was announced as the next head coach for the Washington Huskies that I think are kind of an interesting case study in the job for coaches now in this era of college football coming in and trying to rebuild when there is so much volatility. Yeah, it's a seven-year deal that he has inked with Washington. So he was introduced yesterday, two days after telling his players, by the way, at Arizona that he's taking off. Apparently, said meeting in Tucson was very short. So he walked in, he said that he's leaving for Washington, and then left. And players are not happy, they're pissed off here. This is what Fish had to say in his introductory press conference about the way he left Arizona. And I understand that I'm gonna have to earn our players' trust, I'm gonna have to earn our community's trust, I'm gonna have to earn our university's trust. And that's what I will take that challenge, and I accept that challenge, and I will give you everything I have to earn that trust. I understand what happened here a week ago. I know what happened in Tucson two days ago. And I will give it everything I have. He's not going there alone. He's reportedly bringing the whole Arizona offensive staff with him to Washington, including Pete, Pete Carroll's son as OC. Is there a right way, though, to leave a program, Gojo? So I've thought about this a lot, Dad, and I remember going through this when Brian Kelly left Notre Dame for LSU, and there are a lot of people that felt some type of way about the dismount there. And I remember talking to someone and sort of thinking about how it would have affected me. I was someone that went through a coaching change as a player from Charlie Weiss to Brian Kelly, but that was a firing. Charlie Weiss was fired for what went on and for what we didn't accomplish as a team. But for a team that has their coach leave, is there anything they're going to say in that meeting that's actually going to make you feel better? Is there any amount of time or words that they could throw out there that are actually going to make you feel better about the fact that the knowledge, what you know, that coach chose to leave for what they deem a better opportunity there. And so the more and more I look at these things, whether it was Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame for LSU or Jed Fish leaving for Washington, I I don't really get my nose too wrinkled about how they stick the landing here because unfortunately the game's the game agents and everybody else are incentivized to leak this kind of information to the press before most of these coaches ever get to discuss it with their teams just based on how these kind of conversations go and so this is kind of the unfortunate circumstances and it's why despite the protest from a lot of people i look at the portal as the logical answer to this is all right the schools get to make whatever decision they want the coaches get to make whatever decision they want but so do the players and you guys have to deal with the consequences of players being able to now get themselves out of a situation they didn't sign up for so there are things that that i understand the new school and I've got, like i said i am old school in some things and there and new school in some things and i do think there is room for both it's not like everything old school is out of the way and it's all new school and this is one of the things i probably will never never waver on mike is i am a face-to-face person and I, I get the new part of college football. I understand that the players can just leave and everything. But when you're you're the head coach, and you you brought players in, whether it's you know an 18 year old or you know through a portal, mostly through an 18 year old, and had him on there and said what you said about how you plan to build that program, which I know players shouldn't believe anymore when a coach is sitting in your living room. There were, and you mentioned Brian Kelly. Remember Brian Kelly the way he left Cincinnati to come to Notre Dame. I mean, was was talked about a lot as far as him sure. not basically doing anything. I am a you stand in that room and you talk to the players. I I, I will but not I'm, wait. But I'm on saying that they one. they did. Both of them did. 
They stood in the no, room no, no. to talk to players. People, okay. people talk about the brevity or length of that meeting. I'm saying, what do you want them to say in that moment? I, you know what? To walk in, that you can walk in and say, I'm leaving, and then you walk out. To me, there's got to be a little more to it. There's got to be a little more. Listen, I was here. I thought I was going to be here. This is an opportunity. You know, you put it any way you want. This is an opportunity for me to go like players in the portal now have an opportunity to go. I've enjoyed my time. There's, there's a way to do it other than walking in saying I'm leaving and walking out. You know, make something up. I don't care. I mean, show that you gave a damn a little bit there, even if you're faking it. I, you know, this may sound stupid and this really may sound old school, but I, I, I don't care. This is something that, that I truly believe in. And I think we've lost this art of face-to-face -face conversation even if you disagree on something, you, whether you scream at one another and then end that, end that talk or you rationalize and you talk something out. To me, there is something about it. And when you invest time as a head coach and invest time in players as well, and you're going to leave by your choice, to me, it, that's just me. I think you owe to stand in that room and talk to them for a bit. And it may not be a great conversation, but tough. You know, that's the way it goes. Sometimes we don't have great conversations, but stand in there and talk to them. And if you have to take a little bit of backlash for it, so be it. But you stood in there, you talked to the guys, you explained the situation. And, and like I said, it still may not be amicable when you leave, but you did it. And, and, and this is something, like I said, I may sound like that old guy, but, but I firmly believe in that. I, but I just think they did. Like, they, they checked that box in these situations. Most of the guys we're talking about explained the situation, explained the opportunity. I'm sure thanked the players and all that stuff. But beyond that, I, I, I when I was asked to me, because I remember someone who, I was someone who kind of reacted like you did. And then I thought more about it. I'm sitting there as a player. It's like, at this point, you know the game. Like, so, if you're a college football player at this point, especially in the portal era, you know we're all here about business. All this kumbaya stuff, it, 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 it sounds nice. It might sell t-shirts for fans. So, but at this point, you kind of know the drill and so if a coach comes in and says hey i'm taking the job here this is a great opportunity for me thank you guys for all the hard work that's a two-minute conversation i don't know what else the back and forth is no. supposed to be with everybody involved well, well, that's fine but i'm not hearing that i didn't hear that from jed I, I i'm hearing the conversation was short and sweet and he left or not even sweet i'm taking it and leaving if he said all that then that's fine i, I guess i'm talking in general because we've had coaches not even talk to a team. I, I want that guy Have in there we? talking. Huh? Have we had coaches not address the team before they yeah, leave? Oh, that would be yes. news to me. Yes. Yes, we have had that. We have had that. And and I, I just think somebody should be in there. I, I, and why am I drawing about used to coach at Connecticut, then went to Maryland? Um, why am I oh, drawing Randy a blank? Etzel. Yeah, Randy Etzel handled, handled it unbelievably poorly. Um, so I, again, I'm just basing off the reports I hear of what he said. If he was in there and, and, and had a conversation, then so be it. So this is more, I guess, let me just say this is more a general conversation to me. You go in there and you talk to that team. And to your point, again, what does it mean? It just means you're being a decent human being as far as I'm concerned. And you know what? We're still allowed to do that in this day and age. Be a decent human being about something because the other side of it is you're right about. The players 
while you can be mad for that instant, you know what happens? You move on to the next coach. You forget about that guy and you say, okay, now I'm playing for this guy. And now it's about what am I going to do to stay on this team, to play for this team, to play for this coach. I get it. When that guy walks out the door, you're mad for a bit and then you forget about it. So, and you move on and we see that more and more in college, but I don't know, you, you know, tell, what can I say? I believe you walk in there and you have a conversation in general. This is in general to coaches with that team before you leave. And I'm saying I believe most of these guys are, and I think we get hung up on how long. It's like when we grade apologies in sports. Like we go through and we're making sure everyone checked the right boxes and do all that. And ultimately it feels like kind of a pointless exercise because we usually know what's going on there. It's someone trying to get back into the field of play. It's someone trying to check the boxes with their employer. And in these situations, like, yeah, there are relationships formed and things involved here. And then there's the larger business of that that's, you know, gotten out of control and I think that's the driver on a lot of this that creates these situations where you've got information coming out to the public in a lot of chances before coaches have a chance to address it so they're walking into a room where everybody knows what they're going to say everybody knows why it's happening and it's a situation that I think on both sides is just one of those it's unfortunate but that's the way the business of the sport which again drives all the change that we're seeing makes all the wailing and gnashing of teeth about the portal and NIL sound stupid to me because it's way bigger than all of that it's a byproduct of things that have long been what the sport is now and are not the fault of the players or not as much the fault of new rules as people want to insinuate but gets it to the point where again I I just look at these situations and go yeah I don't know how much there is to say in this spot I understand yeah you can handle it and I I, I would hope that everyone and I'm not accusing by the way Jed Fish Brian Kelly or anyone of handling this in a way that's uncordial these are just recent examples of these circumstances circumstances that get to a point where again it's a conversation that to me I don't know has a good outcome no matter how you handle it as long as you had the conversation and coaches haven't that's my point have the conversation and I'm cool with it well we're having the important conversation and I'm glad that we're doing it uh, here on the show coming up next (laughs) let's talk about some players that have chosen to leave the fray that is college football Whether you're hosting game day or movie night, DiGiorno knows that planning a watch party on a budget isn't easy. You need the perfect setting, the perfect squad, and the perfect eats. Luckily, you're a game time mastermind, and you know that grabbing DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza can bring home a dub because it's packed with half a pound of cheese, sauce, and other toppings and comes at an incredible price. Make the game-winning call and grab a DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza from the grocery store today. It's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. Well, as expected, at least for the most part, Caleb Williams is entering the 2024 NFL Draft, announcing his decision on social media, saying, I still have a lot to learn, and I'm ready to do whatever it takes. As a kid, I said this is what I was going to do for the rest of my life, but I didn't work this hard just to reach this point. I will continue my journey to make that little kid proud of the man I will be for many years to come. I'm excited for the future, and I am officially declaring for the NFL draft. And senior, you were on this all along, saying he was never going to come back to USC, despite some people thinking maybe he would because of NIL money, maybe the rumors that he didn't want to play for the Bears either. I I always wonder... Because you say things for a reason, right? 
And I always wondered why maybe it was to see how much money he could get up to at USC. I don't know. There had to be because, because I never believed he was going to go back. But maybe he was just seeing the amount of money he could get it back up to. I, I have no idea uh, of the reason he did that. But this is one of those situations, Mike, where as I talk about leverage and all that, I, I, don't, I don't know there isn't any, right? Unless you truly are going to go back if somebody offers you the king ransom. But I don't think he ever was. You get... You, you, you're going to be the number one pick in the draft. Why are you going to try and F that up, right, by going back and either playing horrible or getting hurt? It, it's, you, you're, you're not going to reach – all you're going to do is maybe be the one, number one again the next year. Uh, but you have some hurdles to, to leap over if you're going to do that. So, to me, it was never in the cards that he was going to not be in the NFL draft. I also think a lot of the headlines around Caleb Williams were fueled by fake NFL news accounts that are – a continued indictment of the hell that Elon's made this website and how <laughs> difficult it is to find and ascertain like valuable, good information. Like I do think part of that just leaked into the Kayla Williams experience because while I think at the beginning, like back in college football season, there were some actual comments from his father that I believe came out yeah. that sort of implied something of this nature and the time it took for him to make an announcement that most people thought was a given might've all lent itself to that. But to me, it just kind of seems like due diligence that you do for a lot of these high-level prospects now. And maybe there are NIL conversations going on behind closed doors. I mean, a lot of people are looking at Ohio State and imagining the bill that they're racking up in there given the amount of NFL talent that's coming back there onto their campus. Now, I think there are certain reasons as well with pro prospects that make sense for some of the guys involved there. But Caleb Williams, you're right is at worst going to be the second overall pick in the draft by most people's estimation is going to be the number one pick in the draft and is always going to face the difficult problem that comes with the NFL's current draft structure, which is bad teams get the top spots. Yep. And so as long as bad teams are always going to be picking, you're going to be at risk of being in a franchise that kind of sucks. Yeah, you are. As, as people need to understand, and sometimes owners don't, is the C.J. Stroud Houston Texan situation was an outlier. That is no way, in fact, the norm, yet unfortunately there will be uh, bad teams with where the owner is saying, look what they did, why can't we do it, okay? But it is way more the exception than the rule. You're, for the most part, going to go uh, to a bad team, and he probably is going to be uh, the number one pick. It is so wild to think about the path again. Remember, Caleb Williams beat out Spencer Rattler to be the quarterback at Oklahoma, <laughs> oh, yeah. So now Caleb is known for his years at USC. Spencer Rattler's been quarterback in South Carolina. It's just more indicative. We did this around the Heisman as well of six of the last however many, whatever it was, were, all, were transfer guys who had won the Heisman. So it is pretty wild where a lot of these guys start their journey. Uh, but I remember going back to Michael Vick, who a lot of people thought he needs another year in college to hone his skills a little better. But he was going to be the number one pick in the draft. You, you, you don't pass that up. You don't because too many things can happen that next year in college. Now, I know a guy like Peyton Manning did. He wanted to go back and try and win a national title. So I, I certainly get it. You know, I, I don't think I'm trying to remember back. I don't think Michael Vick was talking about, you know, do I want to come back and have Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech help them win a national title? I don't think that was going on then. But I don't think you pass that up. Too much bad can happen. You can't get any higher than the first pick of the draft, and then you will be coached 
in the NFL or in that professional league, whatever whatever sport we're talking about here, and you learn, but you don't pass up that opportunity. No, it is a difficult prospect, too, because you're not always leaving in certain instances for better coaching at the NFL level, right. at the organization you're going to, or just a place that has the kind of organizational control that some of these top-level college programs. When Najee Harris made those comments about the Pittsburgh Steelers and maybe needing more discipline in the locker room, he made it, I believe, in reference to Alabama and what had gone on and what he was used to inside that program helmed by Nick Saban where they've got control of everything and that had been a program that had done it its way for a long time at a high level at that sport that he was referencing there. A lot of times these players are leaving now I don't know the current makeup of Lincoln Riley's USC program. Right. They obviously got back online in a big way last year. This season was a decided step back for them. But in general, USC is one of the programs you'd imagine is well run enough, especially with a guy in Lincoln who's been a head coach for a long time now. A lot of these guys are going to leave their college programs for much less organizational stability for some of the bad teams picking at the top of the draft. Look no further than Bryce Young, who I can't imagine what he looks around on a daily basis and sees as the whiplash from going from the ultimate organizational stability at Alabama to whatever the hell David Tepper is doing in the Panthers right now. I look at a couple of players. You look at now for J.J. McCarthy, Michigan was mostly a running team. He threw when they needed to throw. But a guy like Michael Penix, you know, if he in fact does go in the first round, now it might be later, so it might be to a better team, right? But along those lines, he had 2,000 yard receivers two years in a row. Two years in a row. I mean, there's not going to be a lot of that in the NFL. So you're right. You can go from high talent that you're going to see in the NFL to teams that are trying to build that talent back up. Uh, but that's, that, that's why you get paid, you know, top pick money. You're going to get a lot of money to be the guy you're going to build around and hopefully get more money even after that. But there is also a lot of pressure. And when you miss, we've seen the teams that miss. And you know if you got four quarterbacks going in the first round, two are going to hit and two are going to miss. And, man, when you miss, what it costs you? What it costs you down the line? I mean, look at what Drake May or Caleb Williams is likely going to replace in Chicago. I mean, Mel Kuyper's talking about them being able to flip Justin Fields and potentially get another top 10 pick if you were to deal him to a team like Atlanta who picks it eighth overall in the first round. Like, Justin Fields is the cautionary tale. Trevor Lawrence is still dealing with the remnants of that cautionary tale where you go into these situations that are highly volatile, and we've said... The Chicago Bears situation, because they decided to bring back Matt Eberflus, does feel very volatile. You're going through another offensive coordinator now for either Justin Fields, who would stay under center, or a new voice that's kind of the sign that, hey, you've now dealt with whatever went on with the defensive coordinator to start the season. You fired Luke Getze at the end of the season. The last guy left on the rung is going to be Matt Eberflus, who was a question mark of if he'd be back. That's what you're walking into and tasked with saving if you're Caleb Williams or Drake May. And that's a tall order for anybody. I mean, south of Joe Burrow, who else have we seen come in and immediately as a rookie? Maybe now C.J. Stroud and what's going on in Houston might be the next example. But those have been few and far between and guys able to come in and instantly change an organization's fortunes. Yeah, and the tough part is if it doesn't happen, the blame falls on you, right? You can sit there and say, well, they didn't have a lot around him to build. That's what we said about Justin Fields, right? And then they got DJ Moore this year, and that was at least you know a better option than, than he has had, and things started to get a little better. But it's on your shoulders. It's like, okay, well, there's no talent around him, but he's supposed to make you know the talent level rise if he's this good of a quarterback. 
But I think everybody needs to remember they're rookies. They are rookies, and they are going to make huge mistakes. C.J. Stroud is an exception. Peyton Manning threw, what, 25 interceptions, 28 interceptions his rookie year? I mean, it's just meant to be a learning year, and that's what we always say. Veterans in the in the locker room know that and it can bum them out at times. They get why the organizations do it, do it, but they get a little bump thinking it's going to be a wasted year. Though again, Houston, the outlier here, they are still in the playoffs. You mentioned DJ Moore. Shout out to him. I saw he went on the St. Brown brothers, uh, Amon Ra and EQ St. Brown's live stream the other day, and they asked him about his off-season workout regimen. He says, I drink Mountain Dew, I smoke cigars, and I go and hang out at Disney World. And then I show up at OTAs, and I stretch and pop off. That is king energy ah! right there. If you can do it, more power to you, brother. And DJ Moore apparently can get it done. It's the most wonderful time of the year. March Madness, getting ready to go in college basketball. And we got some of the best stars in the sport finally trying to close the deal. Zach Eady at Purdue trying to see if he can cap off an historic career with the championship. Much like his counterpart on the women's side and Caitlin Clark, who's been one of the biggest names in sports this entire year. And is looking to see if she can snag that elusive championship that's eluded her during her career. Regardless of who makes it to that final game of the tourney, though, one thing's for certain. It's going to take the most talented people like the two I just mentioned working together to help these teams play at a high level. If you're hiring, you want the most talented people on your team to help your business go to the next level. How do you find them? ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Gojo. ZipRecruiter uses matching technology to score excellent candidates for your job. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's powerful technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And once you review your list of the most qualified candidates for your job, you can easily invite your top choices to apply, so they're more likely to apply sooner. Pick ZipRecruiter to help you build a winning team. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Gojo. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Gojo. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Wait a minute. Was I the little like mushroom guy that I got? Was I like a Koopa Troopa? Yeah. You sons. It's of a great game. That was a great game. Dad, video yeah. game dads. And I mean, honestly, speaking to your era, Super Mario Brothers 3 might have even oh. been after your time, quite honestly. Loved it. Loved that. I mean, Donkey Kong was one of my favorites. Joust was one of my favorites. That was always uh, when working at ESPN, <laughs> go down for ESPN. Go down to ESPN the weekend. And I what play the hell? The, Look at your the, head. That's uncanny, actually. Your head is oddly shaped. I don't have a cone that is head. Awesome. Damn I you all. That's going to become my, what is it, my avatar. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, yeah, boy. Guys, a, this is easily becoming. That a movie? <laughs> no, I mean, it's both. Yes. It's both. Wow, I'm actually proud of you right now. This is a. Thank you. This is a, 
A very good moment this for you. This is the you. perfect intro for Senior versus the Internet is what it is. Golik versus the Internet, one of our favorite segments now where we show Golik Senior some of the latest videos, trends, and overall weird stuff people are doing and talking about on the Internet. And we're going to get his reaction, starting with hot sauce battles. Ooh. I've got word that the fighters are entering the arena. We've got Cholula up against Tabasco. Yeah. Let's get it started. Absolutely. Tabasco versus Cholula. We might see a knockout. Oh, what? oh my goodness, Jack. There's Cholula all over the place. I think it's in my mouth. It's definitely in my eye. All right. Let's Ow. move on to this next fight. Old Bay versus Guy Fieri. Oh, yeah. style. This fight could go either way. Yeah, Jack, it really could. Big swing. Come out the gate. Oh, my goodness. And Old Bay drains Guy Fury onto the floor. Oh, I don't want to see that again, but oh, we just did. We just did. Old waste Bay of... drains Guy Fieri is not a phrase wait, I wait ever want to Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You guys are just, like, breaking it down. <laughs> I'm sorry, like dude. Like that was something normal. What the hell was that? I thought hot sauce when battles. they said hot sauce, I thought it was like a hot sauce tasting battle. They just... No way, Meg, Ben. They just put the bottles on a string and threw them out there and waited to see one hit the other? That that was it? What the hell was I'm, that? I'm not a fan. There's too much good hot sauce being wasted. Cholula, the elite hot sauce, I'll put that thing on anything. I have the biggest, girthiest bottle in my cabinet right now at home. Anything. I'm with it you. Goes on. I'm firmly team Cholula if we're doing I actual hot sauce battles. If you're not watching on the DraftKings Network or YouTube, yeah, guys, just put this on a string and then let them go at the same time and see if they collided. Which hot sauce would break the bottle of the other hot sauce in this elaborate, beautifully built UFC ring? And, uh, Dad, I'm not going to lie, the sensation of the glass break is deeply satisfying yeah. for me. So I actually was a huge fan of this. Not going to lie, one of the stupidest things I have seen. <laughs> there he is. Can you show me anything that's more stupid than that right now? Uh, oh, actually, actually, yes, big man, we can. So how about this? A Twitch streamer, Extra Emily, spending not one, not two, not three, but seven hours eating water with a fork. What? <laughs> oh, oh, Josh! I think our last final. It's our last final, final droplet. Uh. Sucks. We're we in the wrong suck. industry, man. I, I mean, I don't want. I don't want to know how much money she made doing that. I don't. Somebody yeah. spent seven hours. Yeah. Dipping a fork in a cup of water to drink. See, I guess here's what I'll say, and and, and why I won't completely say this is asinine, but it is. Oh. I okay. I think, and and I I hate to 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 bring it into this, but. COVID, which obviously was horrific, horrific, horrific. But what it did is it made everybody be home all the time, right? So you had fine ways to entertain yourself. So I can see where some of this stuff happened then. But why is it happening now when we're all out and about again? When you're trapped in your house, I get you doing stupid things because you're bored out of your mind. And I could see it then. 
Maybe not the drinking water with a fork. That's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. And, and after you finish that, she went, woo, I did it. Yeah. So then the camera goes off. Then what? You, what, what did you do? We've officially reached the decline of society. That's what wow. we have yeah, reached I was at this say, point. I'd imagine, I'd imagine for her, she collected a lot of money from do that seven-hour really? stream. Yeah, dude. Really? I, yeah. Dude. Yeah, I mean, you got, like, kids on YouTube who review a toy for right. 30 seconds, and they make $5 million. I, I need to find that out. I need to know. What's her name? Extra Emily? Ex yeah. Was that yeah, it? Yeah, careful Googling yeah. that. I, I, no, yeah, no, no, no. I'm not going to. I, I'm not going online to do anything. I'm going to wait for somebody <laughs> to tell me how much this young lady actually made doing that. I, I need a Scott Hansen intro to that. Seven yeah, hours of eating water with say, a fork. Seven hours now. of commercial-free water fork starts <laughs> right listen, now. Listen, if she made a ton of money doing it, then... More power, then I get it. More power to her because this is where we are. Do dumb stuff yeah. and get a lot Dad, of money for it. So everybody's going to try it. If we set up a Gojo and Golik Twitch stream, would you go on there for an hour and drink water with a fork? Let me tell you what, Mike. If I'm going to waste an hour of my life doing that, I better be well compensated. I'm not just doing it for kicks, okay? Wow. So right. I'm going to need Dang. to know. I'm not going to do it and then wonder how much I'm going to get. I'm going to need to be said, hey, Golik Sr., you're getting X amount to sit there for an hour or seven hours and drink this cup of water with a fork. That's the only way you're enticing me. Not, hey, would you sit there for seven hours and drink this cup of water with a fork and maybe you'll make a couple of shillings for it. That ain't happening. All right, let's, you know what, Emerson, this is a good transition. Yeah, I don't is. know if this is in or out for my dad okay. in 2024. We need to explain one final portion of the internet to my yeah. father before we go here. All right, so on TikTok here, seniors, there's this in and out trend. So rather than share like New Year's resolutions for 2024, users are sharing their individually tailored ins and outs list. So referring to trends or behaviors they consider acceptable, which are in or rejected, out for the year ahead. So here's one that went viral on Spotify's TikTok. Okay, these are my ins and outs for 2024. For my ins, first up, we got club music, okay? I'm tired of the depressing, sad songs. I'm trying to get turned. Podcasts that make you dumber, <laughs> I actually don't even think this is necessarily new. I just think we should start owning up to it more. Moving on to my outs, one person monopolizing the ox in a group setting. In 2024, we're putting that to a vote. This next one's actually the one that I feel the most strongly about on this list, and it's not letting people sing along. If my song is playing, I'm singing at full volume. Do not turn around and be like, shh, I can't hear the music. I can't hear the singer singing. I'm sorry, did you buy tickets to their live show? Oh, right. Podcasts that make me dumber could not be us. Well, oh, no. Well, I mean, that you want to talk about a general term. I mean, how are you defining that? That's your own, obviously, your own personal taste. I, well, I didn't understand the one people hogging the what? People the hogging. The Oxcord. It's what you use. Oh. It's what you used to use. It's what you used to play music in the yeah. car. Auxiliary cord. Phone in okay, auxiliary cord. Okay, I, I didn't. I, I didn't know what she was saying there. Yeah. Okay. All right. And I completely agree about singing along, man. Belt it out, baby. Belt it out. So, Dad, we now have two bits of homework for you. We're going to need your ins and outs list for our TikTok, and then we're going to need you eating water on a Twitch stream. Are you ready for this? I'm only eating water on a Twitch stream if you're guaranteeing me some kind of money. 
I could see him doing something similar to like a, the hot sauce battle, but with like donuts. So Swinging that is around. one Ooh. of my. I'll give you. I'll give you an in and out I have right now. And okay. Shockingly enough, it has to do with with uh, uh, desserts. Out, and I've said this for a long time, and I want it out. Fruit in any pastry. What? Fruit yeah, in any pastry or dessert. Out. out. Whether it's whole fruit, whether it's compote, I don't care what it is. If it says a fruit name that's in this compote or not, out. I don't want it. In more more cream filled desserts. More oh, cream filled desserts. What, and what I will get into, I, I know we're running out of time here. I asked your mother about this, and she sent me some ins and outs that were way more about her than about me. I think she's sending me some messages right yeah. now. She wants you, you to go shopping in 2024. No. <laughs> <laughs>DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll help make these playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. You can decide for yourself whether you think the Bills Mafia fan sacrifices over at the new stadium pit are going to be enough for them to win and cover the three-point spread at home hosting the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, who's trying to do the one thing he really hasn't done at this point in his career, win a road playoff game. You can check that out by downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. New customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code GOJO. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, time to finish off the show the way we always do. This, that, the third. Three quick stories to send you off into the day. As always, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review us. Leave us a five-star rating. And if you can't catch us live Monday through Friday from 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern, then check out us or our great guests, Jessica Smetana from Golik and Smetty and the Dan Levitard Show, Charlotte Wilder from Oddball with Amin El Hassan. Both kind enough to join us today. You can listen to that wherever you get your podcasts or right here on YouTube as soon as we get done. Before we get to this, that, the third, we were doing my father's ins and outs for 2024. (laughs) And during the break, we realized that my mom, who was helping him with this, actually weaponized the ins and out list as a means to just do self-improvement work on my dad for the new year. It's unbelievable. Now, your mother has been listening to my show, your show, wherever we've been doing shows forever. She's a phenomenal field producer. She's helped us get guests over over the last couple of decades. She does a great job. So I texted her this morning. I said, listen, they want some ins and outs for the year for me uh, for, for 2024 of what I would do. So she's like, okay, literally my 10 seconds later, she texts she me back ready. ins and outs. I mean, like she has been waiting for this opportunity. Now, she did these ins and outs for as I should have these as ins and outs. The ins and outs in drawing your own bath. Read more books. We'll try harder to learn electronics. I mean, those are her ends. Those aren't my ends. Those are her ends for me. I mean, she took this opportunity to 
say which, how she wants me to change. Babe, I'm 61. It yeah. ain't changing. All right? This Dude. is what it is. Those were her ins. Her out was just one. One out. Watch less video content. What? I take the iPad into the bathtub that you were already in. <laughs> do you think I'm just going to do a 180 on this? Draw my own bath, number one, and then lay in it and not have my video content? Woman, what, who do you think I am? <laughs> I mean, careful what she's doing here? Careful. I was going to say, you need to be careful I mean, about <laughs> biting the hand that quite literally feeds you. Or the hand I mean, that quite I mean, literally honey. bathes you. <laughs> I yeah. mean, honey, honey, what are we doing here? Wow. You know, I know what we're so, doing here. Mom's sending you a message that even at man. this stage in your guys' marriage, there's some stuff you need to work on, big fella. And uh, I, I think you need to heed her words and make sure you keep wow. the happy wife, happy life thing up. It's worked well wow. for you now. You don't want to screw this up, especially at this point, because without mom, you'd be dead in a week. There's no doubt. <laughs> Matt, about no, mom. I would. Um, you right. live with me, man. <laughs> Let's get to this, that, and the third while my dad digests this uh, interesting bit of feedback he got. And start off with this. Uh, Miss America is a full-blown badass. Sunday night, we had the Miss America pageant for 2024. Miss Colorado, Madison Marsh, was crowned the winner, becoming the first active-duty military service member to win the title in the pageant's almost 100-year history, according to the U.S. Air Force. She's a lieutenant in the Air Force. She recently graduated from the Air Force Academy in Colorado. So, had an awesome moment to have Miss America who we go to the talent portion of these pageants usually her talent is she will get you to submit and could kill you yeah. if she wanted to yeah I love this I love her quote I'm very excited to get to represent women who can break stereotypes and, and share what it means to be a member of the military community and Miss America that's awesome I mean that's awesome don't mess with this one right I mean I, I think this is absolutely fantastic what a resume. She is a graduate of the Air Force Academy. She's now 2024's Miss America, and she's pursuing a master's in public policy at Harvard's Kennedy School. Like, this is, I mean, an, a resume that will rival anybody out there. First date with her? Like, she's just like, hey, can I take it for a spin on my jet? <laughs> yeah, I mean. My war plane? First date, when she reads the resume, I'd walk out and be like, lady, you can do a lot better than me. I'm not going to let you slum it <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah. You need to, you need yeah. to be with yeah, like, you're a you're slumming right state. now. Exactly. You're slumming. You can do way better. That's, that's impressive. Congrats to her. That's awesome. Emerson, let's go total yeah. oppo on this one with, <laughs> that, with Bill's Mafia <laughs> continuing to innovate ritual sacrifice. Yeah, I don't know if uh, Miss America is going to end up uh, landing anybody from Bill's Mafia as <laughs> a future date here. <laughs> so after beating uh, the Steelers the other night here, guys, people are like, man, what's the secret to the Bill's success? Well, there is a pit at the site where they're building this new stadium. And I guess there's this trend on Twitter and, and TikTok, or at least people are pointing it out. That There's fan, a rumor. Yeah, there is a rumor here that a fan fell into this pit, right? And then they won like six games ago. So since then, a fan has been sacrificing himself or herself to the pit before every game. And now they've won five, six games in a row here. So people are like, absolutely, feed the pit. So we've got the pit. We've got the reemergence of um, uh, Sean McDermott's 9-11 speech oh, from 2019 that went viral that have all been at the forefront of this win streak. Dad, I love the idea of the pit for a franchise that already has fans that are jumping through tables, lighting themselves on fire, covering themselves in condiment. Ritual sacrifice is a built-in part of being in the mafia. So the pit honestly does not seem like a huge departure from no. that. This makes a ton of sense.
No, this is why fan is short for fanatic. I mean, for this reason alone. And and I love people. I love people like this. It, it but it blows my mind how that that the belief goes so far as yes, throwing yourself into the pit is going to give us a win. If I sit a certain way, we're going to win. Uh, I knew a guy one time who said he walked into a bathroom uh, uh, in a bathroom, and when he was in there, his team scored, so he stayed and said bathroom Me? for the rest of the game. So I've done I, that. I, I, I don't get it. I don't believe in any of that stuff at all. But just because I don't doesn't mean that fans can't have a ball with it. They can't have their thoughts about it, and they can't enjoy it the way. And listen, Bills Mafia, they are, they are something else anyway. I, I drink with those fans any day of the week because yeah, they are just absolutely great fans. Marrying into a Bills family is one of the best decisions, yeah. best decisions I've ever made. It's I, I, this is one of those things where even if it's not true, I don't want to find out the opposite. There's right. a Twitter user yeah. that claims that they have a doctor inside the hospital who has seen a patient from the pit every weekend since this first yeah. happened on Sundays when the bills have played. So let's keep it going. Even if you're not, we need to find out which person next is going to because I'd imagine you're celebrated like a conquering hero. But now yes. imagine, yeah. Dad, imagine coming up the stakes for this weekend. What if you're the pit sacrifice that loses the game? You've got to leave town. Yep. You're, seen yeah. as the, you're seen as the unworthy wow. sacrifice then. That's got to be a big worry. I will say, have, knowing a lot of people in Buffalo, again, my wife's family is from there, there are many of them who were not happy that Taylor Swift decided to skip Buffalo on the Eras Tour, and they're like, this is the universe being like, no, you're coming either way to watch your boyfriend play football and lose because we're going to sacrifice an individual in the pit before the game. What if Taylor jumps in the pit and then all of a sudden oh. steals the good vibes oh, for Travis? Oh, damn. Now, see, oh, just, oh, damn. Just not checkers, baby. Oh, just damn. not checkers. You guys wow. digest that. Emerson, let's get to the okay. third here as we've got a new addition to Michigan lore coming off their title run that has nothing to do with Harbaugh. Yeah, so Connor Stallions, he's looking for a way to make some extra income right now after uh, leaving the program. So the alleged mastermind behind the sign-stealing scandal now selling videos on Cameo for the price of $70. So what do we want to have Stallions do for the show? Wow. Yeah. Man. Go ahead. Maybe wow. he's maybe he's stealing ideas dude. from our from our weekend show, The Sweat, you know, for your show. It, it would have to be something involving stealing something, right? And in, in the the ways to do it, you'd have to put it in a nice way, obviously. Um, boy, oh boy, that that's a if good you one. Were, yeah, if you were on trial for robbery, having Connor Stallions do a cameo defending your innocence <laughs> would be a really funny way to go to jail if you knew you were guilty. There's an employee fridge here too that sometimes people put their lunches in. You could do like trying to steal someone's lunch and eat it. Ooh, <laughs> office. See, that's that is the proper thing is like yeah. having Connor Stallions be the kangaroo court for off in office theft like that in the refrigerator. <laughs> oh. Which I wonder if post COVID is still as big a problem. Emerson, like, can you attest to that in the DraftKings office right now? Yeah, I've, I've seen a, a few folks go on there and maybe take a little um, snack or two that didn't belong to them for sure. I don't know how you That's, would do that or why you would do that. If it's got someone's well, name on it, why I, you would? I, was, I mean, Dad, there's you, plenty of stuff you've taken out of the fridge at home when yeah. we were growing up that was one of ours as a leftover that you just decided to take part of and ruin our lives. And I'll say, if I've seen it in there, like passing it, if I've seen it in there for a day or two, I'm like, okay, this is free game. This person doesn't want Mike, this anymore. Mike, can I ask you a quick question? Oh, Whose what, refrigerator was it in? Look up. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, Whose refrigerator house. was it in? Oh. Whose house did you bring it in? Yeah, that's Christine's, what I thought. your wife's. 
Yeah, my mom, my mom's house where you're going to draw your own bath and read more books from now on. You know what? I'm leaving. I'm done. <laughs> Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.